2014, I made a decision. Don't really know why. I just kind of, I remember I was walking one day and I was like, you know what? I'm going to like, from this day forward, I'm going to love. Sometimes I'm like, dang, like I did not, not know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> when I like told myself that. I'll be careful what you ask for, you know? Cause I've been through the fire. I, I love it. I've had my, my downfalls and stuff like that during that time, but life couldn't be any better because like I'm getting to know love. And just when you think you, you got it, nope, there's still more to learn. So you're going to forever grow if you choose to, you know, if you choose love. This is Lori Booth for the Genuine Human Connection podcast. I came across J Triple when I was researching musical artists in the Denver area. I listened to some of her music and was captivated by the genuine expressions of human connection written into her lyrics. So I followed her on social media for a bit and then reached out to connect with her. J Triple reached back. I never thought I'd see the day, but I manifested. Yeah, and you can too. Jay, thank you for agreeing to chat with me today. I'm excited to to talk to you and hear what you have to say, hear your words and share your words with others. Yeah, of course. Um, thank you. I've been excited to do this, have this conversation. So yeah, thanks for having me. I'm excited. What is genuine human connection to you? Understanding. I think understanding is the biggest thing to have a human connection, because even if You know, if we come from different cultures, you know, different backgrounds, we have different beliefs. There's still things that we understand about other people when we see them. Each one of us experiences pain and joy and all the emotions that like I have. A stranger, you know, feels those same things and just like somebody else that I love. So um, I think it just comes down to having an understanding. And if you truly, truly have an understanding on what I think being human is, then you can have a connection with whomever. That allows a space for respect as well. The most simplest way I see genuine human connection is through understanding. Different people have different interpretations of what it means to be respected or to respect another person. Uh, Would you deconstruct what you mean by respect? What does respect mean to you? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I think everyone does have a different idea of what respect is. Because there's things that I feel like would fly with me, but not another person. At the basic level, understanding that, um, you know, what did we what did we learn in kindergarten? Treat others the way you would like to be treated. At the basic level, that's what I think respect is. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Um, because I don't think, I don't know a single person that will argue that they want to, you know, be treated poorly, you know, they want to be called names, they want to be overlooked and things like that. So most people want, you know, people to be kind to them, you know, say kind words to each other, acknowledge each other, listen to each other. Um, At the basic level, that's what I think respect is, you know, and I think that at least in my experience, you know, if I can respect someone at that basic level and vice versa, then everything else just kind of falls into place. Because no matter our differences, we can have a conversation about those differences without it blowing up or without it, 
you know, um, being like, well, no, I'm attached to my beliefs. You're attached to your beliefs. And now we have to disrespect each other. Like if we just have that basic respect, treat people the way we want to be treated. And I just think that's what respect is. How do you get over uh, being so attached to your own beliefs that uh, that you aren't triggered by someone else's set of beliefs? How do you reconcile that when you have such divergent belief systems? It can be hard sometimes for me personally. I think that social media is a trigger for me when it comes to that, because there's so many different opinions and everybody's just like throwing their beliefs out there that, you know, you have yours. And sometimes it can get confusing or frustrating, you know, because like, well, I don't agree with that. And I just keep seeing that, you know, so that can be triggering for me. But, um, you know, like I was telling you before we began, I'm taking a social media detox. <laughs> I mean, like I just have to just just put the phone down, take a step away and realize this is just the Internet. You know what I mean? This is just everyone's opinionated on the Internet, you know, um, because they can be. But um I don't know. I've just kind of always been open-minded. Um, I think I was raised to be open-minded, even when my parents weren't even as open-minded as they taught me to be about my own choices in life. You know, <laughs> I'm just like, well, you guys taught me that. So this is what it is now. Um, and I think that I really have like um, a deep love for all people and for whatever reason, I've just never really seen the world black and white. You know, I I don't think it's black and white at all. I don't really necessarily believe in a right or wrong for the most part. Um, so that makes it easy for me to not attach to certain beliefs or detach because I have detached from certain beliefs that I've had in my life as well. You know, um, and I also recently read a book called The Five Levels of, of Attachment uh, by Don Miguel Ruiz junior i believe and um goes through all the different levels of attachment what it looks like when you you know reach a higher level and you know you reach that level five you become an extremist pretty much and i've always despised extremists you know so i just kind of i don't want to be that way because you realize how close-minded people can be so that keeps me from going off the deep end when it comes to that I imagine there have been instances, relationships in your life where you feel, I don't, I can't connect with this other person. I don't understand. I, I, this, there's not a mutual understanding. Um, and what, how, how does that feel like? What, what happens? What does that look like to you? Yeah, I've absolutely felt that whether it's someone I know personally, or just, um, I'm very observant, really looking at the disconnection in the world between people too. So, um, I see a lot of that and it is frustrating for someone like me because I'm kind of, I could be kind of naive, head in the clouds. Like, why can't we all just get along? Why can't we just connect, you know? And so it does become frustrating for me. Um, I'm sensitive to it at times, but what's helped me more so in the last like three years or so is just um, learning more about myself. If I have knowledge of self, you know, I love self, then I will love you just the same because I love myself. And that goes back to just recognizing that we're all the same. So, you know, even when there's a disconnection, we're the the same, you know, because you may feel as frustrated and quote unquote right 
in your world as I do in mine currently, you know, but who's to say that I'm correct because of my frustrations or how deeply this disconnection hurts me. So I just try to learn more about myself, like the type of compassion I would want and, and empathy. I just try to understand that. And that seems to help because whether we come to a common ground or not, I'm still able to have a conversation with you, which is more than I could say for most of the world right now, at least what it seems like social media, like I said, or just like just with everything that's going on in the world, people just have a disconnect about everything. Every single topic you can name out there, like I'm seeing people find some way to argue about it. They won't hit if you can test it. You can't stop the hate, but you get chances to redirect it. This world is filled with sickness, but I will leave fun affected. I play this game no way. And why do you think other people have a disconnect? Why we, we seem to want to have friendship and connection and we want to be understood. What prevents people at large from being able to do this? Prejudices plays a big part in that. And I say that because what I notice is a lot of people are on the defense, always feeling like they have to have their guard up. And it's like, okay, well, why do we feel like we have to have our guard up all the time? oh, well, I was treated poorly because I'm gay or because I'm black or because I'm short or because I'm tall, you know, because I'm skinny or because, you know, I'm a Republican, you know, whatever. And I think that's where that defense comes from. And when you're defensive and you're just in this like state of mind of just lacking total trust, like there's just no trust, there's paranoia, you know what I mean? There's a lot of frustration and anger, um, feeling like you're unheard, you know, feeling like, well, I'm telling the world how I feel, or this is what I want to do, but this is how I was treated because of it. Most people don't know how to handle that, you know, and just kind of fall in line and become bitter, like they may have seen their parents be or the people in their community. So I think that a lack of trust, and I think it's, it's just, it's what goes on in your home too. If you don't have the tools to deal with, you know, uh, connection. What are those tools? Emotional intelligence is something I think like this country in particular just does not have, you know what I mean? And I know that sounds like bad, like obviously some people do, but I just, I'm not seeing it, you know? Um, majority of us don't even know what emotional intelligence intelligence is I didn't know what it was so I read a book on it a couple of years ago you know and I'm like wow this makes total sense you know um so I think like emotional intelligence plays a big part um the basic things that we're already born with I feel like are our tools compassion critical thinking problem solving those are those tools that I think that we need for that and it's not that everyone doesn't have it but for a lot of us, it's not, it's not really taught or practiced in our homes, not so much in school, you know, maybe a little bit, but usually by the time they're talking about that, it's too late, you know what I mean, to do anything about it. So just the basic stuff, just, you know, emotional intelligence, just compassion, just, you know, problem solving. Yeah. Everybody gotta make a change someday. Let's go, Trent. Might as well start with me. 
<laughs> Let's go. They love my vibe, they just mad they ain't found theirs. But if they looked inside, they would see it's right there. I'm masked up and I sliced all my slight fears. Was able to live in that dark, cause I'm a light seer. They try to count me out and call me out, I'm right here. How do you feel that you foster connection with other people through your art? Because when I sit down and I write, I'm just completely real with myself. I face the things that I don't want to face, which is something that most people won't do because it's, uh, it's hard. Because of that, I think it taps into like the soul of people you know, the psyche and all of that, because it's like, hey, I'm hitting this point. I'm hitting this thing that you're not paying, you're never paying attention to within you, you know, like even you may not get it right away, but it's like people will tell me all the time, like, yo, like you said something that like, I know is true for me or something I think about, but I don't pay attention to it or I don't care enough to do anything about it, whatever, you know, so it's because I get brutally honest with myself. I tell myself the things that I don't want to hear, the things that I don't want to do, and just things that I've been through that I don't necessarily want to talk about if I'm just having a regular conversation with someone. But because I'm making music, it's just me and the notepad, you know what I mean? And I don't really have to think about all that until it's out. And then by the time it's out, I've usually, typically I've already kind of healed through that. I'm already working through that. Um, at least that's usually my intention when I write, you know. Um, and so that's also a thing, too. I, I use music a lot for my own healing. I also made a project uh, 2017. I was like, you know, really depressed and I didn't know what to do other than write. So I wrote a project um, and it was about my depression. And I was just like, somebody out there has to feel the same way I do. Like, I just, I just know it. I didn't see it just yet, but I knew it. So I talked a lot about healing. I talked about what it feels like to actually start that process and what I feel like it's going to look like for me once I quote unquote completed my healing. And I think people can relate to that a lot, connect to that a lot, because whether or not you started your journey of healing, most people know that they need it or know that they're hurt, I would say. They know that they're pain, for sure. Just me, my pain and my healing has just been the connection with other people because everybody has that. You know, they don't look like me. They don't talk like me, aren't into the same things I'm into, but they definitely felt pain like me and have the same insecurities that I do and I choose to speak about when I make music. Yeah. And you can too. <laughs> Yeah, I can feel the weight around my ankles. Can't wait till the day I see this pain go. Sunny days gone, can't wait till the rain go. I really need to see a rainbow. Uh, I can feel the weight around my ankles. Can't wait till the day I see this pain go. Yeah. Sunny days gone, can't wait till the rain go. go. I really need to see a rainbow. I was a little over eight when I knew. I imagine a lot of people are not willing to unpack their own insecurities. That's the scary thing to go into yourself and see all those monsters and demons that you don't want to acknowledge exist. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a friend right now who's kind of dealing with that. And I can just see it because I'm like, dang, I was there. Like I was really there where 
I'm a little bit different. I was always kind of like curious, like about the dark, you know, even if I was afraid of it. So like always since I was a kid, I like finding the light in the dark type of thing. Like, well, what's going on here? Nonetheless, it was still scary, you know, especially when you realize, oh, these are my demons, <laughs> like, you know, I have to sit down with them and look at them and understand that this is all me, this, the light and the shadow. Um, and I have a friend who's dealing with that right now. And it's still hard to, that's hard to, to face, you know, and it's hard to show someone or tell someone how important it is or how amazing it can be if you do sit down and face that, because it's hard. Like if you've been through, um, you know, certain traumas that were not your fault, but to then get to that point where you're like, well, now I have to take responsibility for that. Because when you face certain type of traumas, it's like you still want that person to pay or you want some sort of justice from that situation. It's like, what do you mean it's my responsibility? No, they still haven't paid for what they did to me. You know, and I think it's hard for a lot of people to, to, to come to that conclusion. And that's why it's hard to start. Because you have to first come to that conclusion that it's now my responsibility. You know, if I want something better for myself, like I have to just accept that that's the way the world did me. And then choose whether or not I'm going to let myself be affected by that for life. It's hard. It's hard. And um, I still deal with things now, like all the time, but I've definitely come a lot farther since I decided that I was going to figure this out and sit with my demons. And so I try to have compassion for those that I see that are where I was maybe four years ago or worse, because I get it. I really, really do. You just have to want a better life more than you. You have to be addicted more to like your healing and, 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 and being better more than you're addicted to your suffering. I unlock the chains around my ankles. Finally seen the day I let the pain go. Sunny days here, I can let the rain go. I finally see my rainbow, yeah. I unlock the chains around my ankles. Finally seen the day I let the pain go. Sunny days here, I can let the rain go. I finally see my rainbow, yeah. I finally see my rainbow. As people that use social media and also as people, both you and I, who have had some form of audience, a larger audience, there's me and a larger audience out there. Do you feel that there's a, that connection can still exist if it's only one way connection, because we can't hear all of the people that want to have that one-on-one -on -one connection with us, we are, we are broadcasting ourselves to people that we can't have that exact same reciprocal connection with in return. Personally, it's hard for me sometimes. When I perform, I feel more connected to people because I can see them in real time and I can see how what I do affects them right away and how they feel. But when it comes to, you know, social media or <clears throat> people just listening to my music on whatever and, you know, giving me comments on that, I get nice messages. I get like some pretty deep stuff and all that. And I try to connect with people, but it's never the same because I can't see them. 
I can't touch them. I can't feel them. And I think I may feel that way because I think we're so desensitized now. Sometimes when it comes to communicating through like the internet, things can be, uh, I would say monotonous actually, or just kind of routine. Like, yeah, I'm just going to tell this person, good job. I see you doing your thing. It's like the same script over and over and over, you know? And I know that I've, I've, I've done it, you know? So I feel like people have the best intentions, but it's the same script because we feel like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to say. Or I know that they'll probably engage with this part and that part. And for me, not trying to be ungrateful at all, but I get a little tired of it. Like it becomes redundant, you know, and it's like, okay, well, that's what you're supposed to say. So it is hard for me to connect like that when that's all I'm seeing or connecting with. There's multiple forms of that one-way connection. Um, One of them might be even just a mother and a newborn infant, or you might even think about missing a a loved one who's passed, like a wife who misses a husband who's passed away. And she has this connection to him that he can't possibly return back to her. So there's these multiple facets of one-way connection, I feel, um, and, and, and social media might be one of them. And having sort of celebrity following is another one of those aspects of one-way connection. When you brought up vulnerability, that to me triggered the possibility that that's kind of where that one-way connection comes from, is that I'm willing to expose myself and so I'm, I'm opening myself up to connection if I have a vulnerability that I'm presenting in my writing or, or you're presenting in your music. And that vulnerability offers that connection, whereas we might not feel it, feel the vulnerability from the people on the other end, but we are at least a, a opening up the conduit on our end. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, now that you said all that, broke it down. I'm like, yeah, that makes total sense. I believe that's what real love is. You know, that's unconditional love. Love is, you know, you you give love without expecting anything in in return. You know, I feel like a one way connection was Jesus with the people. <laughs> you know what I mean? The other great leaders had a one way connection with the people that they were trying to lead and help and save. You know, um, I think that's what love is. That's what willingness is you know that's sacrifice which is all love to me willingness and you know sacrificing you have to love it you have to love them he she her whatever you know like you have to truly love what it is that you're doing or that you're connected to to understand that you may not get that back but in the examples that you used and i use that all comes back to love like those are you know, the mother who loves the child, you know, the um, the widow who loved her husband, you know, Jesus who loved the people, me who loves the music and wants people to feel better because I'm putting it out there. You know, you who loves to write and wants people to receive this message, like that all comes down to love. That's just what love is. <laughs> you know, you're not always, you're not going to get it back the way you want it all the time, you know, so... That's a um that's a choice you make when you choose uh time flies, 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 L-O-R-I-B-O-O-T-H dot com. 
All music in this episode was provided to me by J Triple. A full list of her songs used here can be found in the show credits. This has been Lori Booth for the Genuine Human Connection Podcast. What is in store for you? Cause Lord knows I'm loyal to the core. And my squad, I want a court. What else could I ask for? All I need's a passport. Cause you know we gon' travel to the stars and back. Stay down to earth for all of that. Look where I've been. It's funny, man. Cause in my younger days, I used to want a bag. Now I got a few. Nothing they can tell me who are you. Cause time flies. Time flies. Yeah, time flies when you're grinding. Time flies. Time flies. Yeah, time flies, time flies, time flies, time flies, in my younger days.